name is Bear Siragusa, and you are listening to the Hunting Hound Podcast presented by W Hunting Supply. Cool. Well, you're actually my first proper guest of the new year. So happy new, happy new year, Nick. How you doing? <laughs> happy new year, man. I, you can probably leave the proper part out. I'll be a guest. How about that? You're my first, I guess to be a proper guest, this would have to be a proper podcast and I would have to be a proper host. So we'll just say you're my first guest of the year. That'll work. That That'll work. Thank, thanks for having me on. I know we have been trying to get this done Oh gosh, for a while now. It's always one thing or another. And it's like that every time me and you get together. Yeah, something always comes up. I think the one time it was natural disasters here for me, and then the other time it was natural disasters there for you. So Yeah. It's uh but this time it worked out, so I guess it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. We just always got planning about twelve months in advance. <laughs> that's, we'll get done that's right. Do uh we'll start planning for the two thousand twenty five edition now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, well, good. Well, lots happened for you since the last time we talked. Last time we talked, you were expecting a child, mm-hmm. and now you have a fast approaching toddler on your hands here. Yes, fast approaching. Yeah, he'll be uh, nine months old here in, I don't know, probably 10 or so days, something like that. That's so cool. So, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Uh, born on Cinco de Mayo, fifth of May, cool, twenty twenty three. So, yeah, so we got something to celebrate on that day for ourselves now. But cool. uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride. Mm. Yeah, fatherhood is fatherhood is crazy. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, you know, there's it's like everybody, so many people do it. Mm-hmm. You would think that there would be like things that could adequately prepare you for it since pretty, you know, the majority of people go through it. Yeah. You'd think yeah. that it'd be like, you know, a class or something that you could take or a book you could read and be like, oh, okay, well, I think I've got this pretty well down. Yeah. Uh, there's not just nothing that prepares you for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there, you can't do anything about it. And it's, it's one of those things instantly. Um, you know, I remember I, I watched the whole thing and, you know, I'm not generally that guy mm-hmm. who can watch stuff like that, but I did. And it was just like God reached down in a polite way, slapped me and said, you feel that? That's fatherhood. Right. That's how you're going to feel from now on. Yeah, you know, right. and I was like, let's roll, you know. Sure. That's cool. That's the right, at- that's the right attitude to have, you know. It's better, yeah. better that. I've had, I've had friends who have been there, had the whole thing happen and been like, oh, man. <laughs> This was a mistake. <laughs> Thank God I never yeah. felt like that. But that's got to be that's got to be rough because I I yeah. do hear that that does happen sometimes. But yeah. that's cool. Uh, that's cool. What's his yeah. name? His name's Clint. Um, well, his his full name's Nicholas Clint Gillan. Nicholas after me. Cool. But we're gonna call him Clint, which is my grandfather's name. Cool. Next. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. What yeah, is he? To uh, honor my grandfather. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, ooh, our son Odin is named after Kaya's grandfather and his name is oh, Odin yeah. James J- James after my father and my grandfather and my great grandfather okay yeah um, I like that Ivan is named yeah, just because it was easy to say just in both Norwegian and English yeah I like that yeah I like that so well that's cool is he uh, has he metal hide yeah several times he goes uh he likes to pedal on the four-wheeler when i'm riding around we'll stop and see him visit hide and of course he's with me down there to feed him and stuff so he's a he's definitely a hound loving dog he's got hide out here and then we've got the basset hound luke that's inside the house um i posted a video of that the other day on facebook they're chasing i don't know who's chasing who but they're both <laughs> running around the house together in his little roller or whatever you call it thing yep and then of course my mom she keeps him uh, a few days out of the week while me and Kate are working, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got two Chihuahuas, which are not your typical ankle biting Chihuahuas. They're pretty peaceable. Good. So, so he's got two friends down there. So he's definitely being raised around dogs. And Doggy. I'm sure, kid. that's always continue. Yeah. Usually does. 
usually does. I think uh, my oldest son will probably always have dogs. Would surprise me if he didn't. My youngest mm-hmm. son, I think the uh, the jury's still out. If you'd asked me, yeah. <clears throat> if you'd asked me three weeks ago, I would have said he probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't no, have dogs. Doesn't happened. doesn't really like hasn't really liked dogs. Collided with a dog when he was like a baby, okay, and broke yeah. his leg like bad. Like was in a cast mm. for like oh gosh yeah, a long time. <laughs> so since then he's like not been not been a real fan. Doesn't you know doesn't dislike him, but just doesn't really yeah yeah. But oh, yeah, uh, I can understand. Yeah, me too. But got a border collie here. Um, they're gonna be doing some some herding with. Mm-hmm. And that dog is just so, he's so keyed into the people around him. Yeah. That he's just like, he read what Odin needed and just goes up and like peacefully sits next to him. Doesn't do it. Like doesn't make a big deal out of it. It's respectful of him. Doesn't jump jump up on him. So yeah, they're, uh, they're, they've become fast friends and I'm kind of wondering whether that's going to, uh, change the, change his future as far as dogs. We'll see. It might, yeah. It might. Um, you know, that is such a underestimated breed. A uh, guy I work with, he, well, he's had one his whole life. You know, he keeps one. And uh, we went over to his house to take some trees down, mm. and that dog was running around. And I was just eight hours that day watching that dog, you know, on the, the outskirts of what we were doing. And I was like, man, that is a genius mm. dog. And I was just talking to him, and he's the man everyone I've ever had just naturally like that. Yeah. And I was like, that's just amazing, you know, just – we always talk about what dogs are bred for, mm. but it just comes out so strong in those, you know. It does. And it's it's fascinating to me too. I'm I'm writing an article about it right now, just about the you know, when you, you talk to athletes, they'll talk about cross training, you know, going out and mm-hmm. you know, doing something that is not necessarily specific to their sport, but all you know, makes them an all around better athlete and therefore is, you know, applicable just yeah. in terms of overall fitness um to their to their sport. I wonder a little bit about that with these, uh, with these dogs as well, that, that there's, I wonder if there's something to be said for training different types of dogs. Cause yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I've, we get a lot of border collies in at work and there's a definite difference between like the show border collies mm-hmm. and the working dogs, mm-hmm. the show yeah, border collies, okay. they're, they're just dogs, mm-hmm. you know, they're yeah as unruly and ridiculous as any other dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the working border collies in the right hands, those dogs are something special. Right. And I mean, this guy's like, you know, I've spent the last 25 years of my life training Alaskan Huskies and hounds, you know, first Alaskan mm-hmm. Huskies, then hounds. I've had some very smart, you know, great lead dogs and some very smart hounds nothing yeah nothing compared to these yeah. to this guy like he's un- yeah. unbelievably smart you know i can things that would take me a you know a, a full day a couple of days to kind of get the basics down uh mm-hmm. through repetition with some other other yeah. dogs he's like the second time i say it to him he's like oh yeah you've said this to me once before i, I know how to do this <laughs> yeah ah, ridiculous so it's uh yeah makes me wonder a little bit i think it's going to make me uh working with this one's going to make me a better better hound trainer in the end mm-hmm. so did you purchase this dog or you find i mean how do you come across and what's how long are you gonna have it is it yours yeah that's or? uh okay he or yeah that's a good question no he's um <laughs> what what happened is you know, I used to I used to roll around to some of the uh sheepdog trials in New England and was actually um trained a dog for a little while um that was offered to me that was way back when i was like 12 13 years old i guess i was a little older because i guess i was driving at that point so 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and but you know i was already had some sled dogs and wanted to put my time and energy into that so turn that dog down but always kind of wanted to get into it again mm-hmm. and you know like we were talking about before we went live here we've got six feet of snow on the ground you know, four, mm-hmm. four, five, six feet of snow on the ground, like five feet of snow on the ground. And, um, you know, I've got a big chunk of the year where I can't, both during the summertime and during the wintertime, once the snow really sets in, where I can't do much, you know. Yeah. 
and I wanted to get a dog that I could train during the, or, you know, get kind of get back into a different community and, you know, f- scratch some, scratch some itches and things. Yeah, so yeah. I went to, uh, one of the clients at, at work, he is, he comes in every so often with some very nice border collies. And I know he's active with, um, breeding the Nor these Norwegian sheep and, and, uh, he's active trialing. Hey, Lex, Lex, Lex. Hey, please. Sorry. Just in the background, chewing on a <laughs> stick here. So, um, so I just went over to his place to just hang out for a few hours. Um, and he has, uh, he had 10 dogs in training and, uh, we were out kind of working them a little bit. And, uh, this one and this one and I just kind of hit it off, got on like a house on fire. And he asked if I'd be interested if, you know, if I was interested in it. And I said, yeah, you know, of course, of course I am, you know, mm-hmm. was, uh, was, had already been talking to him a little bit about, you know, if he was planning any populators or something like that. And then he, you know, he wasn't, but he had this, you know, four or nine month old mm-hmm. dogs. So, um, brought him home and he's, he's on, uh, you know, I'm still trying him out, but yeah, you know, okay. I like him. I like him a lot. He's got a very good attitude and very easy or not easy, but he's, you know, a very uh, rewarding dog to work with in the house and, you know, sort of as a, on a social mm-hmm. level, but he's also very mm-hmm. good with sheep, um, very balanced kind of with his, um, and, you know, has a decent natural outrun and things like that, that I, that I kind of look for. So do you have livestock at your house that you're planning on working with or is it going to be like, one of them competition type deals you're going, or you just want them to have one? Um, I've just wanted to have one for a while, but, um, no planning on getting some livestock. Um, I've had, we've had some various things here, but, um, getting some sheep, mm-hmm. um, this spring, like once the snow's gone, I'm going right. to, uh, finish up the fences. I was clearing along the fence line last fall and going to finish them up, um, this spring and get some, an older, breed of Norwegian sheep mm-hmm. here. I'm going to okay. work in with that, but I live in an area with, you know, within a mile of my house is seven or eight, eight big sheep farms. It's like okay. sheep country here. So I got you. Okay. Um, I've got ample opportunity and ample animals to work with. And there's a big community of, uh, trialing, um, yeah. enthusiasts here. Yeah, that's what I was just so, saying. So, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be so, interesting. It sounds like a lot of fun. It is fun, you know, and it's really fun to see, kind of see him. Like I said, I think it's going to make me a better hound trainer ultimately because it's really interesting to see how different he is from mm-hmm. from the hounds. You know, he gets along with them great, right. but it's um, yeah. he's just a totally different animal than the yeah. hounds. And um, which is... Uh, you never know what what little trick or tip or, you know, that you might pick up on him that you'll be able to apply one day to that hound that you haven't quite figured out what, right. what you need to do, you know? So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I, I am, you know, as doggy as they come. So I, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy trying some new things, even if I dabbled a little bit in it, you know, that was a long time ago. So it's pretty new. Yeah. Pretty oh, new cool. for me. And, you know, he's, uh, he's not that much older than he's nine months. And that hound pup that I've got is seven months. Yeah. Now you still got Mike the Beagle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, how old is he now? He's turning two in okay. March. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah. We had a rough, <clears throat> it's been a rough season. Mm-hmm. We, uh, last year, you know, we had when I, when I broke him, not this this summer, but the summer before as a pup, there were just deer everywhere. I mean, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we had a really rough winter that lasted forever and a lot of links in the area. So the roe deer population took a bad hit. And then this year we got, we had another really, really early winter, extremely mm-hmm. cold in like, you know, sub-zero temperatures in November and early snow, first snow and end October. And, uh, it seems to have just kind of taken the last little, yeah, 
Yeah. Take taking the last little bit that the roe deer had to give because I'm not seeing them anymore. And so mm. we we had a couple weeks there where, you know, we were we were hunting and finding deer, and then just they just disappeared. And we had a couple weeks where we we tried and tried and tried and just couldn't find deer. Yeah. Um, so made the call in beginning, I guess mid November, to switch mm. to uh, snowshoe hare because we've got plenty of those. Right. And started retraining him on snowshoe hare. And uh, he's done really, really well with that. Very, very pleased with how well he's done with that. Um, yeah. The season's over now. Unfortunately, it's not as long of a season. Or neither season mm-hmm. is very long. But, um, right. So, um, but I'm going to do a little bit of traveling with him, I think, here in the spring and try and get him down to Sweden and get him on some some of the hair down there. Some of the hair and southern mm-hmm. southern hair and German rabbits and things that are down there. Right, work cool. on there, but he's really good. Yeah, I, li- I like that dog. He's a he's a yeah. fun pup. Yeah, everything you've you posted on him since you got him way back, you know, I've always like tail. I like that little dog. Yeah, yeah, he's so, uh, rooting for him. Yeah, I am. T- I am. T- I am too. Yeah, we've <laughs> had some uh, had some f- variating luck with uh, some of the other hounds, and Mike's mm-hmm. been uh, Mike's been really consistently just a fun a fun hound. Yeah. So Yeah. Well good. Yeah. How's uh how's old Hyde and are you able to get out with him? It's hard getting out with like kids when you get kids. <laughs> yeah. Um no Hyde's doing great. He's uh gosh, what is he now? Somebody somebody I posted a picture. I, I haven't posted well back up. I don't I haven't filmed anything hunting wise and put anything up in forever. So I just got to where it's like more like a job than anything. So I posted a picture of him the other day or something and somebody's like, gosh, how's getting old ain't with all that gray. And you know, as you, as you see the dog every day, multiple times, you don't notice that coming on. Mm. And so that made me go back and look at the pictures. I'm like, mm, man, from two years ago when I was posting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he has grayed up quite a bit, you getting know, gray. Yeah. <clears throat> How old yeah, is so, I now? I think he's he's either eight or nine. Mm. I had to look at the papers. I always I'm always a year off on him for some reason. Yep. So he could be nine, or maybe he's getting ready to be nine mm-hmm. here in a few months. But cool. yeah, no, he's still clucking along, doing as good as he always has. And I've had him out a few times. I I did not get to hunt as much this year as in years past. Um, with a few times we went though, we've we've done pretty good. Good, you know. Yeah. But now having mm-hmm. uh, having kids, I mean it. It's a put a blessed damper on hunting, I guess you could you could put, you know. That's a great um, way to put it. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to put it. So yeah. My wife, she was, you know, she was pregnant during I'm big turkey hunter. Well, I try to be a big turkey hunter. And she was pregnant back during turkey season. So I went like a couple times, mm-hmm. had some good spots. And then I was like, man, I need to stay close to home. Even though I wasn't that far away, like I don't even want to be 15 minutes down the road, yep. you know, when she was getting close. So stayed close to home for that. And then, uh, of course, he came in in May. And then, I, you know, I tried a little bit of trout fishing through the year, mm-hmm. you know, because I can stay close to home, do that. Yep. And uh seems like everywhere when coon season come around, you know, everywhere I would go, there's hardly any sales service and, you know, we're both working and you, you get a few hours in the evening with him, you know, and you just don't want to, I don't know, there's a thing I'm calling dad guilt. I don't know if it's a real <laughs> thing or not, but. 100%, you know. 100% a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So well, he's not old enough to go with me, so I can't share it. And, you know, you feel like you need to get out and do something sometimes, but then when you do, all you think is about, I need to be home, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I get it, so, man. Yeah. No, that's absolutely a real thing. You know, it's, <clears throat> I was, I was com- competitive, you know, running competitive sled dogs for a bunch of years, long distance sled dogs for a bunch of years until my son was born. Hey, Lex, mm-hmm. come here. Lex, come. And then, um, had one season, you know, he was born in May. I had a season. Hey, stop it. Had a season where, sorry about the noise in the background, folks. <laughs> He's, uh, just being a weenie but had a season where i tried to keep uh tried to keep it going and just just yeah you know about halfway through the season i was running a race and i'd been you know doing these long training runs and had just really been trying to get it done and then realized about halfway through this race that i was so miserable 
And it just, it just felt totally wrong. And I remember calling my wife halfway through this race and being like, this is, this is the last race that I will, that I will run until our kids are grown. Mm-hmm. Um, cause this just doesn't feel right to me. So it was, you know, the last seven, eight years that I ran sled dogs, I didn't race really at all. Um, yeah. because I was not willing to put in, I, I was not willing to sacrifice what you know, what was necessary. I still got them out and still trained them and still, you know, gave them the quality yeah. of life I thought they needed. But the, you know, there's yeah. a big difference between that kind of, you know, getting them out and getting them out enough to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, with Hyde now, it's like if he was sub five, I would probably just send him down the road to someone who I know would hunt him. Yep. He's getting aged now where he don't really mind to lay around a fair amount. Right. But if he was a young pup, I would definitely, you know, I'm not putting in enough time to to keep his energy level up if he was really young. Right. But so I'm not having to deal with that guilt too much because mm. you trade one guilt for the other, right. you know. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely not the time to be starting a pup or doing anything like that for sure. That's that's years down the road. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, and it's a, it's a legit thing. You know, you got to – and it's going to be – it's going to look differently from – for. For person to person, but you know, I know so many dog men that have just terrible relationships with mm-hmm. their with their kids, mm-hmm. and I know, and it's like so many to the point where it became kind of a, I don't know, a cautionary tale. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know where I've got. <clears throat> You know, I've, I've had dogs since I was a little bitty guy and I'll probably have dogs until the day I die. And, you know, if I back off for 18, 20 years while my kids are little, Mm. I don't think I'm ever going to regret that making them a priority, you know, making sure I'm not raising, you know, juvenile delinquents, you know, Mm -hmm. or yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, the dad guilt thing is, uh, I think something that most, most people are, I mean, not just dad guilt, parent guilt, I guess most people are going to need to figure out one way or the other. Cause you know, it's, and it's not just, I don't, I I think it's, yeah, family guilt. Cause I mean the same, like what you're describing, the same happened to me this year. Mm -hmm. And my wife, uh, was, uh, became ill last January. Mm Mm-hmm. And this fall, I just didn't want to go, I didn't want to do the moose hunting that I normally did, mm-hmm. you know, and it was because it was going to take me a couple hours from the house. And if something happened, it was going to take me a while to get out of there and, and to them if I was within cell service to even find out about it. Right. And it made, you know, that didn't make sense to me. You gotta, you know, if you want to be. If you want to be good, if you want to be a good parent, uh, a good adult, a good man, I believe that that requires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. Yeah. You know, having, you know, having, having dogs obviously requires some sacrifice. You need to put them first sometimes and, you know, you need to give them what they need and all that. But at the same time, you bring a child into the world. Mm-hmm. that's that child or those children, you know, they need to be, they need to be the top priority more important than, yeah. you know, they're at least way more important to me than me. And, uh, yeah. you know, need to be the first priority, you know, you know, not every time in the sense that, you know, they become spoiled, you know, butt yeah, head, butt heads, know but saying. you know, they, they need to yeah. be, uh, their development and their uh, needs to be needs to be the first priority, which means that I'm not going to be hitting it as hard as yeah. I definitely would be if I was alone. Yeah, but well, I wouldn't trade know, for anything. Exactly. You know where where I live. I mean, the hound hunting is pretty popular. I mean, don't get me wrong. The biggest thing around here is is deer hunting. You know. And yep. everybody around here has that one guy in their family or maybe even multiple 
or mm-hmm. maybe at one point they were this guy that, you know, oh yeah, dad, he's, he's deer hunter, lives and breathes deer hunter. You know, his the vacation time revolves around this, the, the, you know, can't do Thanksgiving dinner until dad gets out of the deer woods. I mean, there's all these things, yep. you know, in sight, these men, and I've been guilty of it too, you know, but I don't want to carry that over to getting in the way of my family's memories or, you know, I kind of got real big into going around like refurbishing antique stuff over this past year. And so I've been going through all these garage sales, antique stores, and you look and you see these old deer mounts on the wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at one point in time, that was probably one of many on some man's wall that he had. That was, that's dad. That, that's, that's uncle Bob. That's he's a deer hunter. And that's all. He, that's what he had to, I hate to put this way, but show for himself was his trophies. Sure. Well, now he's gone and they're collecting dust in some garage or antique store or, or whatever, you know, and right. you're like, I don't know. I've known men in my life that put so much time into that, that I've seen that their family was not um, put first. And I would rather, mm-hmm. when I'm dead and gone, people will looking around and see Clint and maybe if there's other kids later and say, that was him, you know. I enjoy yep. the hound hunting greatly. And from like 2016 to 2021, that was me, you know, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I was married and of course, you know, everything, but now those priorities have definitely shifted. And I think it would be a failure, major failure on my part. If, if I died tomorrow, people look back and say, oh, he was a, he was a coon hunter. You know, I want right. to say he was a dad, you know, yep. or a husband mm-hmm. and enjoyed coon hunting or whatever. So sure. that's the way I definitely see my life heading in the near future as long as the good lord you know lets me because like you say you get out there and you start doing stuff and um you're like oh man i just can't really enjoy this i was actually on a trout stream just a few weeks ago and my wife had took off and um my in-laws live like 45 minutes south of us in south carolina so when she goes Mm -hmm. down there she spends the the whole day and i'm fine with that you know it's great so that's my day where i'll do things i gotta do around here go fishing or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh I was, I was off fishing some trout stream, real high elevation, and it just dawned on me. It's like, man, Nick, you haven't had cell service for like two hours. Hmm. And I like dropped my pole, run back to the truck. Well, I mean, you know, didn't drop it, but reeled up my stuff, jumped in the truck. And I drove like 30 minutes down the mountain just to get cell service and check because mm-hmm. what if, right. you know? And I'm <clears> like, <throat> you know, if I was off chasing the hound tree somewhere and something happened, mm. I just – don't know if I'd forgive myself. And I don't know. Maybe we can't be like that. I don't know. But right now with him as little as he is and, you know, it's just, you know, you feel like every little thing you're doing is barely keeping him alive as it is. You know, they <laughs> right. seem so fragile. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think, you know, my my kids are older than yours are at this point. Um, you know, I've got one that's turning 10 and one that's turning 12. Yeah. And the the nice thing is that you know the the age where you're at in the process i like 100% mm-hmm. with you there that mm-hmm. you know it's like you really should be there at least be accessible most of the time mm-hmm. you know that at yeah. least that's where i was you know definitely took breaks you know definitely went off and got did my own thing my you know mental health walks in the woods or whatever yeah got out with the dogs but you know, as they get older, the, you know, that it becomes a little bit less necessary to be, mm-hmm. you know, available all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, th- I think that taking that first chunk of time, you know, whether it's, you know, the first year, first two years and trying to set them up for, you know, making sure they know you know, both them and your spouse that, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're prioritizing them, mm-hmm. I think is, I think is important, you know, cause there's, yeah. it's not going to be that long until they can come along fishing and can come along, you know, and yeah. then it becomes this, you know, then you enter this whole other phase of, of it all where you start to you know, where, where your hobbies, the things, your passions become things that you 
share and that you can impart on your kids mm -hmm. uh, more than they become a you know a drain on available you know time and resources right. to spend with them so you know it's not uh it doesn't you know i don't think having kids means you need to give up anything really mm -hmm. but you know it might mean that you need to put some energy somewhere else for a couple of, you know for a while yeah yeah i was watching um i follow um warrior poet society on youtube i don't know if you ever heard of him uh john lovell he's a retired army ranger and christian and he's just mm -hmm. he's got a cool thing going on there and he was talking about you know they always say give your 110 percent in everything you do mm -hmm. and he said man you only got 100 percent." and <laughs> he's like you can't give 110 to one thing mm -hmm. he's like if you're a father and and you're a husband and you have a job and then you have a hobby he said, everything's going to get a percentage and it's all going to be less than a hundred. Mm -hmm. And you have to delegate where you're going to put that where you got to line them up priority first, you know? And as of late this past year, hound hunting has been at the very bottom of that for me, mm -hmm. you know, and we've still done it. And my hope is, you know, like you say, I can't wait till we get to the point where we can share, mm -hmm. you know, these hobbies with him and, uh, things of that nature. But, uh, uh, we'll get there all in due time. Oh yeah, but I just yeah, I just had to make sure I'm not the guy that put that first, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think most all every guys like that, and I'm probably preaching the choir to every dude out there that's got a kid that's hearing this. But you know, new to me, so didn't even. It's one of the things you don't even think about. You didn't did not even think about this being a something I would deal with. You know, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's easy to think. Uh, how, how much time is a kid actually going to take? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, how much? Not oh much. man. I, you know, and then it like hits you. It's like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't showered for a week. Like this is <laughs> what the heck's going on here. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but so, it's, but you know, I think it's something to be deliberate about, you know, it's everybody wants to be, I, I think it, Honestly, I think it also has to do with just, you know, everybody wants to, everybody wants to be a good, I'll, I'll speak just for, you know, my, I'll speak for men, I guess, cause I, I can't really speak mm -hmm. for women, but mm -hmm. everybody wants to be a good dad. You know, every, mm -hmm. nobody's going into it with like, a, oh, I don't. I don't want to be a good dad. You know, everybody wants to be a good yeah. dad on some level. Not everybody manages, but mm -hmm. I think most people that p put the effort in do, do a pretty good job. I think, you know, it's, mm -hmm. they might differ in the way they do it, but you know, it's, it's, I, I, I think that the combining a passion and a lifestyle like, like hounds, with kids can be can be challenging especially when you've got that you know when the hounds came first mm -hmm. and you've got kind of an established thing going and you've got to make room for the kid and obviously that kid's going to take time away from the hounds and you know you may end up in a situation where you for a couple you know for some years you're not you know you're not firing on all cylinders mm. But I think that, you know, if you kind of backing up, you know, I, I try to look at things big picture as much as I can. Right. And, you know, lying on my deathbed, whenever that is, yeah, it's like you said, I, I want to look back and be like, well, I had a lot of, you know, dogs have been an enormous part of my life and I had a lot of fun. But I don't think I'm going to be lying there thinking, man, you know, that period from 2012 to 2018, I really wish I'd spent more time with my dogs, you know, <laughs> right, I, right? I wish I'd yeah. spent less time with my kids. You know, I don't think I'm going to be thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, no, I agree. it's like, uh, you know, cause that's the other thing is especially, and that's the great thing with, with, uh, with hunting and, you know, in general, but also with the hounds is that it's not that long until they're going to be able to come out with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ivan was out with me by the time he was 
by the time he was six years old, mm-hmm. he was out with me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I shot, I shot a, a couple of deer with him there. I've shot a, I've shot one deer with my youngest son with me as well. Mm. You know, it probably would have gotten a few more if they hadn't been with me, <laughs> but <laughs> that's all right. But that's all right. Yeah. You know, that the fact that yeah. they were with me made those, those couple just so, yeah. so precious to me that those memories are just, I wouldn't trade right. them for the world. Yeah. And you know, it's the same with the hounds. It's, mm-hmm. they've been with me for some really great experiences and, you know, have, you know, the days they've been with me, I would much rather, you know, it's, it's much more worth to me that they were there for it than, right. and I needed to tone that dog off because, you know, and get it back to the truck. Cause somebody was getting hungry or cranky or tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, having gotten it done, but not seeing them at all that day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but no. having said that, I think it's also as, a, you know, it's, there's this thing now, it used to be different. You know, I, I think it used to be, there, there wasn't as much of an expectation for the dads mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and now there's this expectation that we're going to do that, the, that there's going to be, and I, I won't say there's an expectation in my house. My wife is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is, you know, fantastic about giving me time to do, to do my thing and, and, uh, you know, being supportive of, you know, whatever insanity I've got going on. Yeah. Right now. I like bringing home a border collie, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Patient, patient woman you got there. Patient there. woman I got mm-hmm. here. It's, uh, I've only got, uh, I've only got a little house, two kids and mm-hmm. seven seven indoor dogs at this point so oh wow okay yeah, yeah. no that's uh two of them are hers everybody pray, so. pray for bear's wife pray for bear's wife hashtag pray for kaya yeah, yeah. but you know it th- there's this expectation now the sort of societal expectation that we're going to be there for everything all the time yeah and you know you and i are talking about the importance of being there but there's also i think you know you talk about uh talk about dad guilt i think there's also something to really you know to to sort of look at the other side of the coin it's so important for both i mean both mom and dad but it's so Mm -hmm. important to take that time still to be you know nick yeah and bear not you know dad Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a you know it's it's a it's a razor you got to walk and mm. you just you know you, no matter what you do you're going to feel guilty regardless but you just do the best you can for what I'm saying and like you say my problems my guilt's definitely not been brought on by my wife it's you know she's supportive in whatever I need to do it's all self inflicted <laughs> you know so but mm. it is what it is but I, my plan. Um, I can't wait till we get to the point where he is can share these things with me. I will say one thing, just taking him around, like, you know, we're sitting here at the house or something. If I just take him out on the back porch, I mean, that kid lights up mm-hmm. looking around anytime we're walking through a parking lot to the car. I mean, he's, he's so outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. He just, you could tell the boy seeks outdoors and my mom, same way when she watched him during the day, sometimes she'll take him in a stroller and walk him around. She said, he's, He's he's like twenty or thirty percent happier outside than he is inside playing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's that's a good that's a really good sign, oh, man. you know. So yeah, you know. But like you're saying too, some of my earliest memories with my dad, you know, was four or five years old chasing rabbit dogs, mm-hmm. chasing beagles. So you know, I'm not that far off from being able to share that with him, and yep. you know, hopefully those memories will stick with him like mine have. Yeah, you know. Yep. So, well, that's, I mean, that's another thing too, to, to, to sort of touch on is, you know, I found out pretty quick that, you know, once I got into the hounds, I, you know, one of the things that got me into the hounds in the first place was, you know, I do a lot of reading Mm -hmm. and one of the books that really just kind of caught my, caught my fancy, got me thinking about it was, um, uh, strike and stay Bob Plotts book. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed, I needed to try plots. I needed, I needed a plot. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I got them and they were everything that he described them as no more, mm. no less. And I found mm. out pretty quick that, uh, you know, I, they were, they were awesome, but based on where I live, the size of the terrain I'm running, you know, the, the type of game I have available to me mm. and my kids, you know, the, with the rules here, not being able to use a four wheeler out and, you know, off road, not being able to use snowmobiles, you know, all this stuff. It's just like, man, I was spending more time looking for that dog. Yeah. Then I was, you know, I was, it, it was a, it was a, a bigger deal hunting mm. with that dog. So I, it became where I couldn't bring my kids with me because that could quickly turn into a 12 hour day. Right. You know, and that's no fun for them and probably could turn them against it. Right. And it started, yeah. it started to, yeah, it started to mm. get to the point. Like my youngest was just like, no way I don't want to come. And my oldest was like, I really want to come, but you know, can you call mom to come and get me if it, if he runs off and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But then I got the beagle and suddenly, su suddenly it changed completely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, the beagle kind of reignited the, 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 the flame, especially for my oldest. Right. Because it's just such a, it's such a family friendly way to be out there with the hounds. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, it's so, it's so easy. Yeah. Every aspect of it is easy. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that that was, that was crucial for me to figure out that I could still actually get out a lot. You know, I'm out, I'm still out four or five days a week. Yeah. Or uh, that's yeah. not true. Right now there's too much snow. I'm still out exercising him right. that much, but I'm not out hunting four or five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. But during the fall, I am, you know, from August until yeah. the snow gets too deep. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's the thing, you know, anybody's heard our conversations in the last several years. My biggest problem is finding land, right. you know, to hunt a hound dog, coon dog on. Um, it's very hard right here because of development and stuff. But anytime somebody says, hey, I got all these coons on my deer feeder, will you come run them? Sure. Yeah. How many acres you got? I got 10. I got five. I mean, that, that happens often. I could, if my dog would stay on 10 acres, I would never have a problem hunting coons again in my life. Cause I got like a hundred places I can go. Right. <laughs> so what, what dog can stay on 10 acres? A rabbit dog. Right. Most of the time, most of the time, you know? So right. I think that's going to be an easy try. I mean, I grew up with beagles and rabbit hunting and stuff. So I know that fairly enough to get jump right into it at any point. And I still right. know the guys around here that have the dogs. And like you say, it's so family uh friendly mm -hmm. that you know I, I i foresee i was telling my wife just the other day i said probably you know in late 25 or early late 24 early 25 i'd like to maybe go ahead and get a couple of beagles my dad's got four left over right here beside me but they're all nine ten plus you know mm. so they're not they're very slow and you know one of them has cancer and so that that herd's probably going to be gone here for soon but uh, or before too long, mm -hmm. but I told her I'm definitely, we're going to invest in some beagles. And I mean, I, I can do that in the yard here where we live if, if nothing else. So right. that's something I'll, I'll probably shift in my gears toward yeah. very soon. That's, that's really cool. You know, I know, I know people who run hair dogs here and, and that, that varies a little bit what it is. You know, sometimes they've got the beagles, mm -hmm. sometimes they've got a couple of Norwegian breeds that are bred for it. Like the, the dunker, which is kind of like a harrier, like a, mm -hmm. a big beagle. <clears throat> but you know, they'll go out there with, you know, they'll go out there with like a baby backpack, you know, like those carrier carrier things Yeah, and yeah. they'll light a fire and, you know, eat, make s'mores and, you know, drink cocoa and things with their kid while yeah. they're, while their beagles work or their, their hair mm. hounds work. And it's just, everybody has such a blast. And that's what I've found with mine is mm -hmm. that I can, you know. I can do it so much more on the kids' premises, you know, on on their terms. Yeah, yeah. Than I can with uh, with like a plot, and you know, now the the hounds that I've got now are not super. They're not super far ranging. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a they've got a good. 
the the pup is is real you know hangs real close um so we're working on that she's and that's coming she's only seven months old um you know but even my big buzz dog you know he he won't get more than yeah he usually won't get more than three or four miles out there if he's really on something yeah and you know even then you know, for whatever reason, I can't make it into him. He'll go back. He'll he'll follow his own tracks back. Okay. Yeah. You know, I can leave a jacket there and go back and get him. Yeah. Okay. You That's know, cool. I don't need to go yeah. like catch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like I did with the plot. You know, like start setting bear yeah. traps for him. Or you know, obviously I didn't yeah. do that, but sort of yeah. crossed my mind a couple of times. It was like you know, I bet you he's crossed this tree twice. I bet you if I had a trap yeah. for him, I'd get him. Yeah. But you know, some of my memories when I was when I, thinking back on just with us talking has jogged my memory. You know, thinking back to sub ten years old, when I think of my coon hunting memories, I've got a couple. I mean, I got some good ones, but a lot of them was like blistered feet, hurry up this mountain. It was kind of you know, it was it was it had a cloud with a silver lining, <laughs> I guess more. But when I look at you know hunting with dad when we was rabbit hunting. Stand around, listen, watching Dad and his his buddies tell stories, mm-hmm. and interacting with the the beagle that wouldn't hunt that always hung at our feet, you know, and stuff like that. And then shooting a rabbit, it's over in a briar patch. I'm the only one short enough to go in, and, you know. It was, <laughs> right. it was cool things like that. So, you know, uh, the hound, the uh, the long distance hound stuff. Probably, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point with him, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beagles seems like such a really good entry or, you know, rabbit hunt with beagles seems like really good entry level hound introduction for him. Mm-hmm. To me, right. that's the way the math seems. I mean, it's, that's what the math looked like in my head when I decided to get Mike. And that was after, that was after having to move Dan, the plot, uh, mm-hmm. on because he was just ranging. Yeah. He could be gone for three days. <laughs> um, and you know that was a that was a training issue for me uh just in terms of you know i i should have been i should have been more on him but you know i was trying to find a balance between being on him enough to keep him closer but not break his you know kind of break that drive which i really appreciated and i did not with him i did not walk the you know i'm not going to blame the dog for eating nothing it was that was a me that was a me problem you know i did not um Mm -hmm. I did not, uh, <clears throat> I didn't walk that line correctly. Mm-hmm. And basically, Man, we've all done that. yeah, I mean, basically my needs at that point were not, and his needs just didn't align, you know, he needed to right. run and he needed to run big and I needed to be, you know, home to pick my kids up from school. You know, it's like, I, there was yeah. like, it didn't mesh. And, um, you know, but I, I think that that's, if you're, if you go into this thing with kids and combining kids and hunting and combining kids and hounds with this attitude of just being sort of, you know, set on doing it the way you've done it without change, it's going to be, that's, that's a hard road to hoe. Yeah. But you know, if you're flexible and I mean, you're in a nice situation too, where, you know, it's not like you've got a two, three-year-old hound out out there that you kind of need to figure out what to do with. You're, you know, hides yeah. hides getting old on you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're in a position where, you know, to keep doing it, you would need to get a new hound anyway, or, or, or in kind of in a position where you can make an adjustment. Uh, and you know, by the time, by the time whatever you adjust to beagles, if you get beagles, you know, by the time they're old and you need to start thinking about, you know, replacing them, you know, uh, Clint's going to be old and, you know, old Mm -hmm. enough so you can, then you'll be able to make the call whether you want to get into, you know, it's not like you're going to lose the contacts you've already got, you know, you'll be able to find another coon hound. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm definitely to that point where, you know, hunting, five six seven nights a week that's just impossible mm. you know these days but lucky like you say i'm at the same point with my hound that i don't need to he's fine with taking a break and but uh 
I am at that place where if I was going to continue coon hunting, um, I would, you know, within the next 12 to 18 months, I would need to get another pup. Mm. And, you know, if I was going to be able to flip and have dogs overlap, like you, you know, usually like to do. And so that's not something I'm going to do for sure. Yep. I've, I've made up my mind on that deal. Cause I, I, you know, we talk about this often giving the dog the best fair shake you can. And I wouldn't be able to give that dog a fair shake in life. Right. Somebody else could take him and put him in a better place, put more time in it and, and probably make it become a coon dog when I probably would not, mm. you know. So I wouldn't want to do that to another to a coon dog. Because um, you see the way they have drive and stuff like that plot you're talking about. You wouldn't dare want to break that, you know. So that's the reason why you see him down the road. Mm. But uh, so, yeah, the beagle thing's close upon us, and I'm looking forward to it, um, you know. But I still miss the, the coon and stuff. But oh, I, yeah. We'll keep out around. He ain't going nowhere. We're still getting him out. And I've got till the uh, end of February. That's when our season closes. So okay, yep. Uh, I can still get out here a little bit and shoot some more coons up to him for for this year's season's over with too. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's an exciting and yeah. I won't say frustrating, but it's an exciting and and uh, challenging period yeah. of 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 life you're in now. Weird. Yeah, and that, the thing is, you, these are things that people don't really tell you about. You just don't, and I don't know if people don't think to tell you that, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen, or it's just, and nobody told me, so let's not tell him. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but you, you don't you don't get this information until you're there, right? You know, and uh, but my main goal is like we were talking about earlier is just I don't want to be where one day he says. Yeah, man, dad spent more time with them hounds than he did me. Right. I don't yeah. remember what that, my that, dad looked like when I was a yeah. kid, right? Yeah. 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 So that, that is not going to happen. That's, that's so, really cool. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate yeah. that. And it's, you know, it's, <clears throat> that always bothered me when I had kids that there would be either, it was one of two things, mm -hmm. uh, like to the last person one of two things it was no exceptions and i mean i mean this literally no exceptions mm -hmm. it was either oh it's the magical most amazing thing you've ever you're gonna love it or mm -hmm. it's like well kiss your life goodbye <laughs> you know yeah. it was nothing yeah. in between and it is an in-between thing yeah very you much know so. so it's like my standard response when people say you know we're having a kid it's like i'm super happy for you it's going to be the best and most challenging thing you have ever done. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Cause it is. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's the, the best moments in my life have been with my kids hands, yeah. hands down. The yeah. worst moments in my life have been with my kids. <laughs> I mean, right. no, no question, <laughs> no, yeah. no question, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's, it's it's like it, it it's like everyday life but you crank the intensity level up to it's like cranking the volume up to 11 right it's just like yeah it's it's everyday life like you know i've i've had dogs for i mean since i was a little kid and remember when my when my first dog died, that was, that was brutal. Mm. After that, you kind of get a little bit, you know, it doesn't stop affecting you, but it get, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, two months ago, we put down our Newfoundland, which was the first one the kids were really aware of. Oh, yeah. man, that was, that was, that was brutal, yeah. dude. That was, that yeah. was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're watching them experience it for the first time. Exa so you're, exactly. Your heart's breaking because it's your dog, right. and your heart's breaking because it's your kid's dog. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So. No, it's it, you know, but it's at the same time, you know, you start rewatching old cartoons that you watched as a kid, and you know, laugh alongside your kids is the best. You know, getting out and yeah, you know, showing them how to split wood or make s'mores or make a campfire or you know go yeah. fishing or yeah. what you know it's just it's the it's the best it doesn't get any better yeah. than that 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I can't wait. I mean, we were we are going to live outside because I'm a, I'm an outside guy anyway, yep. and uh, he seems to love outdoors. And I don't, fingers crossed, I say that we're going to live outside. You know, Good. I hope he's he is into that. If he's into it, we're definitely doing it. Good. Um, you know, and uh, the hounds. I I don't want him to go through life without having some kind of hound hunting experience. I mean, we can circle this all the way back. Mm. You know, the only way that hound hunting is going to survive anywhere in any country is if you keep raising your kids and putting them into it, and then they take off with it one day. Absolutely. And so uh, he doesn't have to do that, but I definitely want him to have the knowledge and the experience with hounds to do it if he chooses mm -hmm. to do it. So, yeah, part of, I think part of raising a, a kid in this day and age is definitely introducing them to hound hunting. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do my part, and we'll see what he does with it. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's a great way to kind of bring it full circle is, you know, it's, I think for the people that are currently enjoying being able to do it, it's not a given mm -hmm. that our kids are going to be yeah. able to do it unless yeah. we introduce them to it and do it in a way that is not going to destroy it for them really early yeah. on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like you said, with the plot dog, if you just stuck with that, your, your son might not have wanted to go that route. Uh, and now that you got Mike and all that going on, yeah. you know, yeah. you've seen the shift yourself. I have, you know, and it's, it's, it's made me more confident going forward now, you know, that if I dug my heels in and done what was right for me, cause I mean, what was right for, for me, if I'd been single, Dan would never have moved a foot off of this property. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, not in a million years. I loved that dog. I loved everything about that dog. Apart from the combination of being a family man and yeah. having him was just like, wasn't really yeah. working. Yeah. And I had to choose one over the other. Obviously, I chose my family. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing, I mean, Dan's doing amazing. Um, it uh, turns out that his issue was um, that he hates running with other dogs. Okay. If he, if he, so he's a solo. He's a solo dude. Gotcha. So, like, could not get him on a bear. Like, would they put him on a bear with, you know, other experienced dogs and he'd just kind of drift off and find himself something else to run? They were like, well, he doesn't like bear. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that dog likes bear. Like, that's not, been, that was not my experience at all. And they're like, well, he won't stick to a track. And I was like, really? Because he would stick to track for days when he was here. Like yeah. literal days. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, if you just dropped him solo, like if you not, if you considered not running him with another dog. Mm. And, you know, these guys were like guides and they had TV shows and stuff like that. And they didn't, they, they wanted to hedge their bets and drop multiple dogs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, consider dropping him solo. Mm. And, uh, you know, eventually they started doing that and, uh, he's at a guy's place now where it's, he's dropped exclusively solo and he's just, he's killing it. He's just, yeah. he's just doing so well, which is great. <clears throat> yep. You I'm know. glad he found his place where he needs to be. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Really that's am. a happy dog. That's a happy dog. And, uh, Yeah. I'm realizing that until uh, until my kids move out, I'm at least I'm not gonna be a I'm not gonna be a plot guy. The uh, second plot yeah. didn't really work out either, so yeah, uh, it's yeah. gonna take. What happened with that deal? That is a long story that I will <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll fill you in on, uh, not on air, but uh, he is still alive and living with his uh, living with his breeder. He's uh, I got you, but was not not my not my dog. I was not able yeah. to cultivate the uh, single brain cell that that dog had. <laughs> I got you. We've all had some of those. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that was the. Yeah. Uh, not ever. That that was the. We were talking about this border collie being the most intelligent dog I've ever worked with, and that I've worked with a, you know at this point many hundreds yeah. of dogs yeah that uh that second plot was right up there yeah. as the the least intelligent dog i've ever 
So Bear's seen the entire spectrum of intelligence in a hand. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the entire <laughs> entire spectrum in my short career of uh, you know brilliant yeah. problem solving ability and you know barely able to walk in a straight line yeah. you know yeah but yep no so he uh he's back with his mom and his sisters and doing well over there i guess so uh, but good. Uh, every dog's got their place and it's not always hunting sometimes but well i mean he's he is hunting um oh he is but okay. he's hunting in a pack where he doesn't need to make any calls himself he's um yeah, he's the uh, he's he's a support. He's playing a supporting role yeah. in a in a bigger picture. Yeah, well, uh, that's fine. It's needed in certain things. It is, so. you know. And I yep. that's not what I needed. And you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I've you know said I I've talked about it in the past. I just wrote an article about it about you know kind of uh, or I actually actually wrote an article about it a little while ago and just did a podcast about it. The last podcast I did actually was about puppies and mm-hmm. giving them a chance and raising yeah. them to. To adolescence, and mm. you know how I believe each pup deserves more of a chance than people are willing to give it a lot of the time. You know, though. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, if you if you walk up to a pup and you're like, I, you both of you are looking at each other, and the pup's like, I hate you, and you're looking at that pup and being like, I really don't like you either. Move that pup yeah. on. <laughs> you know, life life's, yeah. life's too short to work dogs that don't like you yeah. and who don't you know who you don't yeah. like yeah that's true you know so you know some of the things i've run into um seems like i, don't, I always say i'm not gonna train two at once because you can't divide and i always end up with two hmm. for some reason and you know like you say you always get that one that outshines the other one so when it's time to go over and snap one i'll take you later it's it's a little more fun to take this guy over here mm-hmm. you know and so it's at them I always come to that crossroads and I always say next time I'm not going to cross. I'm not even going to come to that crossroad. I'm not going to, and I always do, yep. you know, and I always end up having to send one down the road probably six months later than I should have or whatever. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah, maybe, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I've, I've also had those dogs where if you'd asked me when they were a year, I probably would have given them to you. And yeah. then a year later, you there's no price that would have made yeah. me sold the you know sell them. You know, so speaking hard. of that, reminds me. You know, two years ago, I had that um, Nick's dog. Yeah, I had her on the channel yep, yep, and yep. stuff. Okay, so I sent her to Alabama to a young teenage boy. I said, all I need you to do is put her in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so he run the hound off her for like a month. You know, he's in the woods six nights a week or whatever it was. And uh, young, experienced boy, so I don't need you trainer. Just put put time on her, and he did. Mm-hmm. And didn't really see seeing a little improvement, but not much. I brought her back here, hundred some with my circumstances. Finally, come realization. I said, you know, she's. I need to put her in the hands of somebody's going hunter. So, got up a good friend. He's become a very good friend of mine, named Chris uh, Murdoch, down the east part of North Carolina. Um, so I don't even remember how we hooked up, but I said, man, I got this dog. You can have her. He's wanting to coon hunt, get into it. I said, you can have her. So he took her and, um, he hunted her and she started treeing some and he was having some fun with her. And then he, I think somebody gave him some older dogs. And it was one of them ones where this dog takes no work. Mm-hmm. They just go tree coons with the older dog and then she needed work. So he ended up giving her to some 16 year old kid that goes to church with him. Him and the grandpa, I think the kid lives with his grandpa. Mm-hmm. And the reports I'm getting back, you know, she's five now, around five or something like that. And, you know, they tree coons with her all the time. I couldn't get the dog tree coons to save my <laughs> life. And if you told me that she's going to be down tree coons, I'd have laughed in your face. And evidently, you know, the dog with the right person at the right circumstance, oh, you know. Man. That's key. <clears throat> it is so key. I mean, it's so key. It's, I mean, and, and I think people underestimate how important that is. And I think they also underestimate, you know, at, at least for me, I've had, I've definitely been guilty of, you know, a little bit too much hubris when it comes to mm-hmm. dogs where I'm like, well, I, you know, if I can't get this dog to work, you know, none of these, <laughs> yeah. none of these other boneheads are going to be able to, you know, <laughs> and then have just gotten so burned every time I start to get a little bit, you know, egotistical. And it's been a long time since the last time, thankfully, but yeah, you know, where 
uh, it's happened to me so often, both, and it's happened both ways, where I've gotten a dog that, you know, just has barely been functional for somebody else that's worked like, you know, an absolute rock star for me. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite, where I've had dogs, I just, I mean, I could, I could barely get those dogs to, I mean, th- that they were breathing on their own was like a, ch- mm-hmm. a you know, an accomplishment. Yeah. And then they'll end up with somebody else who just gets the in things that I never even would have dreamed that that dog was even capable of doing. Yeah. And, you know, so much of it has to do with chemistry. Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Find the right fit for both of exactly. them. Exactly. Life's too short. Your yeah. life is too short. And I mean, if our lives are too short, then boy, their lives are too short. You know, don't, don't yeah. keep them. Don't keep them around for, you know, their entire lives. Kind of funky situation. I've got, I've got a list in my mind of several dogs that I'm like, man, I should never hung on that long. I I really did a disservice to that hound. And that's one thing in the future going forward, whether it be Beagles or Coonhounds or whatever, I'm going to try to keep quick keep from adding to that list yep. you know if i can because that's that's another guilt thing you know that you live with but you know so i don't want to go down that road anymore if i can help it yeah i'm gonna make those decisions hopefully quick and decisive and uh you know three years from now we'll be talking about this you'll be like remember that time <laughs> in january 24 when you said <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's true there was a there's a really well-known sheepdog dude from from scotland that said, sometimes I think, uh, sometimes I think our lifestyle is built on regret. Yeah. You know, cause I found that for every time I learn something with, with dogs in general, for every time I learn how to do something right, there's two other examples where I've learned how to not do something wrong in the sense that like I've made a mistake and learned "Mm, I'm not going to do that one again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that all like for me, that boils down to a lot, a lot of, a lot of regret. A lot of, a lot of times where I'm like, man, I wish, wish that hadn't happened. But a lot of times it seems you don't learn how to do the right thing because you did the right thing. Right. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, that, that worked out. I don't totally know why, you know, whereas yeah, when you mess yeah. up and it's like, wow, that went to, uh, that went south on a, you know, <laughs> that went south on a fast horse. You pretty much yeah. got an idea why it's like, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. And th- those, those things stick with you. You know, those are the ones that you remember. So next time when you, you come across that obstacle or whatever, you're like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I got to do now. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah, it's an experience. Maybe the, maybe the last dog we ever train will get the best part of us. I hope so. That's yeah. that's that's the hope, isn't it? That's it. That's a great that's a goal. Uh, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, that's a great. We'll way see. To look at it. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm gonna let you get back to your uh, lovely baby there nick i really appreciate you taking yeah. the time out on a sunday to come and come and talk to me and it's good i to, appreciate uh, the invite man good to catch up with you let's uh let's try not to wait until january of next year to do another one of these it's always always <laughs> we'll, fun we'll to have you on we'll go ahead and pencil the next one in right now so we can try to get done that sounds awesome real soon that sounds awesome <laughs> all right brother so but yeah thank you for having me on here man i really appreciate you anytime Man, I love that sound.